Hi, everybody. I'm Darren, and it's my pleasure to welcome you today to the first part of our new series, which is called Keeping in Christ in Times of COVID. A very timely topic, as all of us are about to embark on another season of national lockdown. You know, lockdown is, well, it feels like it's been around forever. I mean, that word, that, that vocabulary, words like lockdown and social distancing and isolation and even Zoom. I mean, who among us had heard of any of these words which have become part of the fabric of our daily lives? I mean, who knew about such terminology even a year ago? It's all kind of become evolved into what we have to live with in our day-to-day -day existence. But before any of that language was part of our daily, <laughs> daily language, daily vocabulary, in the days before we knew what coronavirus was, one of my favourite pastimes was to spend time in art galleries. I love wandering around galleries and just looking at various works of art. And when you go to a well-known gallery, they often have their key pieces of work, their key gems that everybody wants to go and look at. Like if you go to the Louvre, everybody wants to see the Mona Lisa. You go to the Vatican, everybody wants to rush and have a look at the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. The trouble is when you're going to these galleries and you're trying to look and appreciate and admire these great works of art, there are always people jostling around, again, pre-COVID, pre, -COVID, pre social distancing, people, always, people would always be crowding around, jostling to get a good view at this great work of art. But the good news I have for you today is that we are going to spend some time looking, gazing into, appreciating anew one of the truly great masterpieces, which is Psalm 23. Our series, Keeping in Christ in Times of Covid, is going to be looking at Psalm 23 in depth. So this psalm, which is six verses long, is probably the most famous of all the psalms, written by King David in the Old Testament. And we are going to be spending the next six weeks looking at one verse per week. So we don't have to rush or get pushed out of the way because of onlookers and other people trying to fight for, for a good view of this psalm, together we are going to be discovering anew and looking at the beauty and the power and the majesty that this psalm offers. As I mentioned, one of the most famous psalms of all, often mentioned at funerals, referenced in secular songs, hymns and works of literature. Whether you're someone who goes to church or you're not, it's likely that you would have heard some of the phrases from this psalm before. So as we're kicking off this new series, let's have a read of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So today we are going to be focusing on verse one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. As I mentioned, the author of this psalm was King David. And as I've been thinking about King David recently, it occurs to me that if I'm being entirely honest, he's probably not the kind of guy I would have liked very much. I mean, let's think about this for a second. This guy was a great king. He was a brave, courageous warrior. He was a very skilled and talented musician. He was a gifted author. He was a humble and wise leader, quick to repentance. And on top of all that, he was ruggedly handsome. I mean, come on, what is there to like about this guy for a guy like me? I mean, if I had been living in those times, the times of David, and I had been caught in the same room as him, I think it's pretty safe to say I would not be coming out on top. <laughs> so David, a great, great man. But before any of that, what was he? Well, he was a shepherd. As a youth, he was tending his father's flocks. Now, David begins Psalm 23 with the opening words, the Lord is my shepherd. David understood full well what the role of a shepherd is. He understood the relationship that a shepherd has with his sheep. And he was able to draw a very powerful poetic parallel between the relationship a shepherd has with his sheep and the relationship that God has with his people. He understands that the role of a shepherd is to protect his sheep, to provide his, for his sheep, to guide his sheep, to ensure that their needs are met, that they are safe and protected. Let's think about some of the characteristics of a sheep, because after all, the psalm is written from the perspective of a sheep. So what are sheep like? Well, they're, they're slow. They are defenceless. I mean, they're easy prey for wolves and other animals. They aren't the brightest creatures. They're liable to get lost. They're easily distracted. They need help. Sheep will not survive without a shepherd. I remember one time I was up at Hadrian's Wall. I remember um, seeing a sheep that was wandering by itself and there was a couple walking with a small puppy on a, a rocky path quite near, quite nearby. This sheep trotted along and he saw this puppy and he, I could see he wanted to befriend this little dog. Very innocently kind of went up to this dog 
trying to kind of get close to it. And this little puppy took one look at the sheep and just barked. And the sheep went and just, just legged it, just ran away, absolutely terrified. And I felt really sorry for that sheep. I thought, oh, bless him. He was just trying to make friends with this little dog. But he, this dog barked and he just, he just ran away in fear, probably to go and cry in a corner somewhere. And that's just a, a reminds me of how, how vulnerable and defenseless and easily frightened a sheep is. So sheep, um, they are utterly dependent on their shepherd. And have you ever been lost? Has there ever been a situation where you found, you found yourself separated from the person who is supposed to be looking after you? It's happened to me when, when I was a child, I was about four or five years old. I was in St. Albans uh, city center on Saturday. It was a market day. If you've ever been there on a market day, it's very busy. Uh, loads of people around, loads of market stalls. And I remember I was with my parents uh, at one afternoon in the market, and I think I, I'd, I'd wandered off. I'd got distracted. I'd wandered off to look at some toys uh, on a toy stall. A couple of minutes later, I'm looking around, and I, I've lost my mum and dad. I'm, I'm by myself, abandoned. Um, and I'm, well, I was very quickly overcome with panic. I was looking up, all these adults were towering over me. I was looking around and I couldn't see my mum or my dad. Became very, uh, very frightened. Um, after what seemed like a long time, it was probably only a minute or two, um, my parents found me, picked me up, gave me a big, big uh, squeeze, a big hug. And I was just so relieved. I was like, oh, you know, I'm found again. You know, I'm safe. I'm with my mum, with my dad. All is, all is right with the world. I felt very safe and, and very happy. But what struck me was that as relieved and as happy as I was, they were even more relieved. They were even happier. They were even more full of joy than I was that they had found their child again, even though I'd probably only been separated, as I say, for, for a minute or two. And that's really uh, beautifully illustrated in uh, the parable of the lost sheep, which is in the book of Luke, uh, Luke 15, um, I'm just going to read a couple of verses that Jesus says, verses four to six. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. So when the Lord, what the Lord is saying here is that when he loses one of his sheep, one of his people, and reclaims that person, finds that sheep again, the rejoicing is immense. And I could kind of see a parallel with how, how my parents, when they found me again, how their joy was, was overwhelming to the point of tears, actually. And David understood that very well. He understood that. That is how a shepherd sees his sheep. This is how God sees us. You know, shepherds, it's, shepherding is one of the oldest professions that there is. It's a heroic thing. It's what the lengths that a shepherd will go to to care for his sheep is quite incredible. There are reports of shepherds diverting the courses of streams and rivers by building dams just to ensure that their sheep have water. They will tend to their sheep. When the sheep are wounded, they will bind their wounds. They will carry them. They will hold them. 
they will comfort their sheep. It is a beautiful and very powerful illustration that David understood full well, having been the shepherd himself. This is why he could so easily describe and understand that the Lord is our shepherd. And what about the second part of that verse? I shall not be in want. I shall not be in want. You know, there's a joke that says that the first words a baby learns these days is the word more. Or when people ask you the question, how much have you got? The answer is not enough. You know, the to think that that we shall not be in want, that we, that all our needs are met and that we, we are sufficient is very counterintuitive to the ways of the world. The world tells us that we need more. We need bigger, better, brighter, newer. But we're always having a craving for more and more, always kind of chasing that golden pot at the end of the proverbial rainbow, always striving for more, reaching for more. And yet what the psalm here is telling us is that with the Lord as our shepherd, all our needs are met. We shall not be in want. In this time of crisis, in these very difficult circumstances that we find ourselves in, how can it be that we shall not be in want when there is so much hardship around us? There is financial and economic difficulties for so many people, health, physical and mental well-being. Everywhere you look, there seems to be strain and people are kind of at breaking point almost with the fatigue and with, the, with desperation that's all around. And yet Psalm 23 is a psalm about peace, comfort and hope. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not be in want. How can this be the case? Well, one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord, our provider. See, a shepherd knows and understands what his sheep need. He knows what they need. He knows when they need it. And he knows how best to supply and meet that need. And Jesus, in Matthew 6, tells us not to worry. He tells us not to worry about what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear, because our Father in heaven knows that we need these things. He knows. So when we are in times of desperation, as we are now, where do we go for our help? Who is our source? Of sufficiency who is the one who's going to meet our needs if a sheep is in need he's not going to go to another sheep for help no he's going to go to his shepherd we need to go to our shepherd in Matthew 6 33 Jesus tells us but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well we need to look to our shepherd we need to look to our Lord, our provider. Trust him. We are not to worry. We are to put our faith in the one who meets our needs. In James 1.17, it 
James writes, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. That's our good shepherd. That's our Lord. You know, if this pandemic has shown us anything, it's reminded us once again of how unpredictable the world is. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. Things keep changing day to day, week to week, month to month. It's chaos. What we need is clear guidance. We need a good shepherd to steer us through these troubled times and to bring us into safe pastures. That's what the world is crying out for. We need direction. We need the good shepherd. And in these crazy, unpredictable times, there is a lot of confusion, a lot of rebellion. In Isaiah 53, it says that each of us, like sheep, have gone astray and turned to our own way. It's easy to, to get distracted when there was so much going on, to, to, to get confused and to lose sight of our perspective when there is so much darkness around. However, our good shepherd is merciful. In John 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. If the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep and he is full of rejoicing, as we saw in the parable of the lost sheep, when he away with sheep comes back to him. How much joy and welcome is, is he going to receive us with when we come back to him if we've gone astray? He loves us, wants to bless us, wants to provide for us. We just have to put our hope and our trust in him. Again, in John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Maybe you feel that you've, you don't know the shepherd at the minute. Maybe you feel that you're far from him. Well, he's waiting for us with welcoming arms, waiting to provide for us, to, to bless us. He is our source of all sufficiency. How is he going to meet our needs? Well, he knows. I don't know. I have needs that I'm, I'm waiting on him for, but I trust him. And that brings me peace. I know my good shepherd has got my back. So trust him to meet your needs, however big or however small. If you have needs and, and you, 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 you've got more questions about how do you, how do you get to be in relationship with the good shepherd, with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the good shepherd. If you have any questions or you want prayer for that, or you want to talk that through with somebody, get in contact with us. We have a great eldership team here. We have a great prayer ministry team here. And we would love to talk to you about the good shepherd and the relationship with him that has transformed our lives. Because he will not let you down when we trust him. In Isaiah 40, verse 23, God says, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Stand on that promise. Put your hope in the good shepherd. He will not let you down. You will not be disappointed. 
And before I hand back now to Robin and the worship team who are going to lead us in the final song of, of, of worship now, I'd just like to end this little talk with the way that David began his psalm. And I just pray that today we grasp this truth afresh. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So, Robin, over to you. <laughs> 